You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 45B, special edition, how to prevent mold sickness during the COVID-19 pandemic. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Today, we are adding in an episode this week because of the COVID-19 or coronavirus pandemic that has now taken hold pretty much all over the place, Steve. What are your thoughts on COVID-19 or coronavirus? They're blown this way out of proportion. Yep. We keep talking about it. Kids out of school, people not working. Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh... It's a scary time for a lot of people, and you know we have. We were talking about this earlier. I mean, you, 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 we're freaking everybody out over something that we don't have a whole lot of information on. And one of my biggest questions to you was: is why aren't they giving us numbers as to, let's say, every flu season we lose twenty thousand people? Okay, why aren't they saying, well, we've only lost ten thousand, so maybe we can attribute these coronavirus cases to people that maybe. We're being diagnosed with the flu, if that makes sense. So at the end of the day, we don't want people dying, but it's just, it seems, it's crazy because there's what, New York, California, New Jersey, Connecticut, and they're told they can't leave their home. Exactly. It's crazy. I don't think anybody expected a month ago that they would not be able to get toilet paper and that they'd be on lockdown in their homes and not be able to leave and have to work from home and homeschool their children from home. All while dealing with the rest of life. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's a troubling time for a lot of people. So you know, we just wanted to do this episode so we can kind of talk about. I mean, when I say I think they're making a big deal out of it, I don't want to downplay it, but I, I think we're getting a little extreme, and so we just wanted to talk about now that you're cooped up in your home with everybody, what you know, what what other concerns you could be having at your home. 
Well, and I think one of the the key things that that really made us want to do an extra episode this week was the fact that there are probably a lot of people listening who know that they have a suspected mold issue, who can see visible mold, who can see the black mold, and now they're all cooped up with their families and their homes. And it's like, oh boy, that mold issue that I thought I could wait till this summer next year, whenever to take care of this, because we're cooped up in our homes might lead, lead to mold sickness. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's obviously our concern is, is the fact that, you know, like you said, they were, they were maybe hoping to, to get through this whole mold issue. And now they're stuck at home breathing in these mold spores. And so it's, you know, it's something that needs to be addressed. That's, obviously why we're doing this episode but it, it's a it's it's kind of crazy because you think about it you know most people their kids are gone you know during the week for eight or nine hours for school they're gone for work and now you're home all the time so exactly and i think you know one one thing that you've really taught on this podcast which i think is really helpful for people at this point is that an ounce of prevention goes a long, long way. And right. so now that people are at home listening to the other episodes of the Toxic Mold Podcast, taking care of those preventative measures to either prevent toxic mold or deal with the toxic mold they've got becomes really important. Even the the online consulting with you and making sure that while they're at home for however long, because we really don't know however long it's going to last, this yeah. sort of kids being home and things like that, that really now is the time if you weren't doing prevention, now would be the time while you're at home right. to do that. Yep. And, and you know, the government's talking about, uh, you know, even those that are, are still working, trying to give us a stimulus where they, uh, obviously I probably wouldn't get one, but you, you might. But anyhow, a stimulus check. And, uh, you know, if, if people are wondering what they can do with that stimulus check, like you said, it's a great time to book a, a phone consultation and we can get to get to the bottom of, you know, what they need to do to prevent you know, further exposure. Cause I know here in Wyoming schools are closed right now until is it April 3rd? I think so. Tell and they're going to revisit it, which we're kind of hearing rumors. I mean, once again, the rumors we're hearing talk that like our, you know, our school systems aren't year round. So they end, I don't know when they end May end of May that they might not go back to school this year. Exactly. So this might be going on for a long time. And, you know, you keep asking me, well, how long do you think it's going to be? And I keep saying, you know, six to eight weeks, I think we're going to be back to normal. You know, toilet paper should be on the <laughs> shelves. But depending on how this is going, we're testing more people. So if you're looking at the numbers, this that we're spiking right now, which is you're going to see that with more tests. But if we don't if we don't hit a plateau or it comes back down, there might be every state in the United States is told you can't leave your homes unless you're going to get groceries. And it might get to a point where you have to have your groceries delivered to your home. It's kind of, kind of scary if you think about it. So yeah, it's, it's very important to know, you know, what you should be paying to retention to at home because it's not just mold issues that we're concerned about. It's indoor air quality issues. And we have stuff like VOCs that we've talked about, um, radon, you know, lead, which hopefully, you know, the way, only way you're really going to have exposure to that is if your kids are eating the paint. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you have like asbestos. So you have other concerns that for the most part, you're not around all the time. And now because of this quarantine or whatever you want to call it, um, you're, you're at your home 24 seven. Well, and I think one of the biggest questions for people, I know I've been asking myself this question as well is, 
How do you know the difference between the coronavirus symptoms and mold sickness symptoms or regular cold symptoms or flu symptoms? So what's your take on that? If, if you, if somebody thinks that they have COVID, what's the difference between that and mold sickness? Well, for the COVID, so, uh, you know, that's, that's, it's this time of year, that's a difficult question to really answer because normally I would say that the biggest difference is, is with COVID, you should experience these symptoms for, you know, like a normal, not, not say normal flu, but they're comparing it to a flu for, you know, probably at, at a maximum, you know, seven days and then it goes away. Whereas mold sickness, it's not going to go away until you take care of the mold. But, but there are, you know, it's, it's confusing because I, I see different information out there, but for the most part, what I've heard is with COVID, it's a higher temperature than you normally would have with, you know, mold exposure or the flu. And also it's a shortness of breath, which that's what they're saying is the difference between COVID and the flu, but mold exposure can give you shortness of breath exactly. too. So it, at the end of the day, the only way you would really know is you'd have to go to your doctor and, and talk to your doctors, which once again, you've got to be careful. I know in the small town we live, well, we don't live in town, but you understand what I'm saying. Our, our, our clinic, they're already a town of 2000 people. They're having this parking lot. Like you, you pull up and you check in. And if you're suspected of COVID, you go park in this certain spot. And it's That's kind crazy. of crazy. So the, t- what do they call it? The, the, uh, like video stuff that they're trying to do with doctors. Oh, telehealth. Isn't it telehealth? Or telemedicine. Yeah. That's probably obviously your best bet versus having to go in and expose anybody. So obviously that's the only way you'd really know is to, to talk to your doctor and get tested for it. Well, and what if you have one person in your home that has COVID, especially if you think you might have a mold issue? So let's say, let's just talk about if you don't think you have a mold issue. As far as if someone in your home has COVID and, and the news is telling us this, I totally agree with this. The people who have tested positive for COVID should be the ones wearing the masks. So if one person in your home has COVID, everybody in your home wearing a mask is pointless, yeah. in my opinion. You want to take that person, just like a mold situation, and isolate that person. You know, that person, you don't want them going into town to get groceries. You make sure that, you know, after they use the bathroom, um, that you sanitize everything. Make sure you're feeding them in their bedroom you know, things like that. So you keep them isolated and just, you know, like I said, have them wear the mask. You don't, all of you in the house don't have to wear a mask. So when it comes to something like that, obviously when you keep them separated in a room, don't put them, unless it's like your mother-in-law, but don't put them in the room that you think you have mold in. That was obviously a joke, but, but, but you don't want to, you don't want COVID. And then all on top of that, a mold exposure because, the the masks that we see most of the people wearing those paper masks aren't going to help for mold so they're not they're not designed to prevent mold you have to have an N95 mask and i think we've talked about it before but it should have a rubber perimeter to it so that it it fits tightly to the face so giving them a if you put them in isolate them to a room or the basement and you have a mold issue you're just exposing them to more problems yeah. So then moving on from that, how do you tell the difference between the flu and COVID then? Like I said, the, the, they're saying that 
for the most part, it is shortness of breath, a higher fever. I have heard conflicting things that the COVID can give you diarrhea, um, which typically the flu won't. But for the most part, that's what I've been hearing is, is there's, there's only a few things like that, that, that they can say, yeah, this is different. And there's hotlines that are set up. We have a federal one. We should have state ones. Um, you can call those hotlines. If you call your public health department, there's probably a recording. They'll, there's, there's ways to go through and, you know, answer questions, um, to determine if you do have a COVID concern. So, that's more obviously the medical side of it. I don't really know that much about that. But like I said, from, from what I've heard, it is a higher fever, shortness of breath, and then uh, possibly diarrhea. Well, and, uh, you know, I also, I think I've read that mold sickness reduces people's immune system and COVID seems to attack, you know, especially affect people with weakened immune system. So, how how do you deal with the whole thing of mold exposure when you're already dealing with the whole thing of being in the house because of potential COVID? Well, so it's it's ironic what you just said about COVID. It, it's affecting people with underlying conditions more than healthy people. And we talk about that all the time with mold exposure because mold affects everybody differently. So you're now dealing with, with a mold, possible mold exposure and you have COVID concerns. And so, you know... Obviously, and this is just my opinion, and I know it's going to sound like I shouldn't be saying this because I'm a mold specialist. I'd be more concerned with the COVID because it is deadly. Um, mold sickness can be deadly, but like we've talked about before, they usually attribute that death to something else. Um, yeah. But if, if as far as the COVID, that to me is a lot more serious. You need to take that up with your medical doctors. But the mold is, once again, just as serious because... The last thing you want, like we were saying, is, is, you know, everybody's at home. We're trying to prevent people from getting COVID. And now we're just exposing them to more contaminants inside the home, whether it's mold, radon, anything. And so people just need to pay attention, pay attention to the health conditions of people in the home. Keep a journal, like I say all the time. And, you know, make sure you're asking the right questions. You're calling the public health department and addressing things properly because the whole, and I'm one of these people, I'm fine. I'll get through it. Could, could cost not just you, but you know, someone in your home that, that has an underlying condition cost them their life from being exposed to COVID. If you're, and I want to pivot a little bit because if you're, if you're, you and your family are at home and you, nobody in the house hopefully has COVID-19 but you do suspect that you have a definite mold problem. Is this the time, in your opinion, to call somebody in to do some air testing, to mitigate it potentially, or is this the time to wait? Oh, I would definitely call those people in. Okay. Um, you know, it, 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 it never hurt. I, and, and the reason I say that is, is, like I was saying earlier, you could be confined to your home for months, and you could have a mold concern or an indoor, indoor air quality concern, and you don't even know it, if that makes sense. Because a lot of times, like we've talked about, the mold behind the walls, you don't really see it, you know. It's, or under the floor. Exactly. It, I just went and looked at a project yesterday, and, you know, they had no idea they were started replacing flooring and come to find out there's mold on all the subfloors. So, so they didn't even know there was a mold issue. So I definitely would. And, and, but 
once again, when you have that person come over, that mold specialist, you know, make sure or try to have, you know, only one person, your husband or, or yourself, you know, if you're the wife or whoever, take, you know, take care of the whole mold inspector while everybody else is away from that person. Just so you don't expose other people because you don't know what that mold inspector has been exposed to also. Absolutely. But it... You know, the mold inspector, for the most part, should be wearing a mask anyway. So, but do make sure that, you know, you're taking those proper precautions. Going back to something, you know, we keep hearing every night on the news, wash your hands for 20 seconds. Don't shake hands with people. You know, it's, we kind of have to take things in a different manner than we normally would. You know, you can't do like you normally would and shake someone's hand and and whatnot. So, so yeah, definitely get your home tested because... You want to make sure you're not being exposed to something for months without knowing it. Well, and I think you bring up a good point. We we still don't know at this moment in time how long people are actually going to be confined to their homes. And since you don't know whether that's going to be through early April or through the summer or even beyond that, getting your home tested for mold now, especially right. if it's the worst case scenario, is really important. Right. And it's... I mean, it probably would be good timing to have to do mold mitigation right now through all this COVID. But, you know, if you have an indoor air quality concern, it needs to be addressed so that you guys aren't getting sick from mold exposure. What about other indoor air quality concerns? I know we're, we've been talking about mold sickness, but radon, lead, VOCs, how does that play into all of this? Well, the so starting with radon, and we've talked about radon, the 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 tough thing about radon is you don't know it's there until you test for it. Radon's not like mold. You can't visibly see it. It's a gas. So you have to have your home tested, preferably by a professional. The problem with radon exposure is your first symptoms are lung cancer. And so that's something you definitely should do. If, if you don't want to pay $150 for a professional to do it, go down to the hardware store. You can pick up a do-it-yourself test for... I don't know what they cost, probably $15. Plus, keep in mind, you're going to have to pay lab fees when you send that off. But it's a 48-hour test. I would do it for at least 72. And you send that off to a lab and you find out. Um, as far as lead, um, you know, there's there, you can go to the hardware store once again and buy a lead testing kit. Um, best way to do that is going to a closet. Now, keep this in mind. If your home was built after 1980, there's really no reason to test for lead. It was out loud in 1978. Yeah. So, but if you do have an older home, go into a closet. What you want to do is you want to kind of carve, carve a little bit of a hole with a knife. And the reason you're doing that is, is because if your home's that old, they've probably put coats of paint over the lead-based paint. Mm -hmm. And so by carving that hole in the baseboard, you know, once again, you're doing a closet so you don't have to repaint it you're actually getting through those layers of paint. So you can you can test that uh, that way. Lead's not, in my opinion, lead's not that big a deal. And then VOCs, you know, VOCs for the most part, you can smell it. I mean, a VOC could be anything from cleaners to um, perfumes, um, aerosols, paints, anything. You can visibly smell that, or you should be able to, and figure out, you know, is it coming from a candle or what it's coming from, and then stop using that. So it's definitely something that you need to be paying attention to also inside the home. So what is your call to action for people who are listening to this amidst all the stuff that we're dealing with? Well, now that all your family, obviously, is you're kind of most of you are stuck at home, make sure 
you know, let's say you have a basement you don't go down to very often. Make sure you go down there and just do a visual inspection and make sure, you know, and, and do it on your main levels or anywhere. Just check behind dressers and whatnot. Make sure you don't have visible mold. And if you think you do, call in a professional and have an air test done. And if they won't come because of this whole COVID-19, go to cnccontractorservices.com because Steve is doing mold consultations online. Yep, and then you can, you can do, you can go to the hardware store and you can get do-it-yourself tests. Um, they're not, the we use aerosol cassettes. We do it a little different, but uh, it's still an air test. You can buy a couple of those, send them off to a lab, and then, yeah, call us for a consultation and we can go over everything that we have concerns with. Very cool. Well, stay safe, everybody. I know it's probably stir-crazy time for most people, especially for people with kids that they've got to homeschool while working, but stay safe, and, and we certainly wish you well. Yeah. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. <laughs>